obsessed with all things ovine, there is seriously something about sheep and always something new to learn about keeping, breeding and farming them. Welcome to the Sheep Show podcast. I'm Jill Noble from Holston Valley Farm and Sheep Stud and your host. The Sheep Show podcast exists to help you no matter where you are in the world, what sheep you breed, what size your flock is. This podcast will help your sheep knowledge and your shepherding confidence grow. And it's a two-way street. I love to hear from you and find out how your sheep journey is going. Contact me via Instagram at Halston Valley Farm or via email jill at halstonvalleyfarm.com.au. Come along on this episode as we explore the amazing world of sheep and sheep farming together. mammals produce colostrum generally in the first four days after birth so with sheep what is colostrum exactly uh, how crucial is it what does it actually do and how can we as shepherds all manage it better so that it benefits our little newborn neonate lambs So colostrum is that first milk. It's the first milk that a newborn lamb will receive from its mother. And it's really, really crucial. Our lambs are born with no passive transfer of immunity. Nothing gets transferred via the placenta before birth. So any antibodies that they have need to actually be ingested, unless, of course, they're artificially injected or whatever it might be into the particular body. But generally, they drink it. They actually drink any antibodies. And technically, they should actually receive colostrum within the first six hours of being born. And that's where the maximum absorption can occur. Ideally, actually, some research shows that it should be, this was actually bovine research, It Uh, it showed that it should actually be within the first 30 minutes to maximize absorption research, um, uh, absorption rates. So like really, lambs should be up and getting colostrum as within like 30 minutes, ideally. uh, Colostrum actually contains quite a, it's very thick. You might've noticed that it's very thick It's very concentrated and it consists of vitamins, minerals, fats, proteins, carbohydrates, antimicrobial growth and immune building factors. It also aids as a laxative for our newborn, really helps with you and lamb bonding. Our lambs have a high need for thermoregulation. So this actually provides energy for that. It also helps with the immunity, the immunoglobulins required for that passive immunity, particularly against two types of pathogens, intestinal pathogens and respiratory pathogens. So if you think about that from a newborn lamb, breathing and digestion, crucial to their survival. And we know that most lambs actually die within the first three days of life. So we know that lamb death is huge when it comes to our sheep 
production. And obviously we're wanting to try and avoid that, particularly if there's something that we can do in those first 30 minutes, perhaps, to help that particular lamb. And of course, what we're looking for is to improve the quality and the quantity of the colostrum so that that lamb has the best possible start in life. As you can imagine, a lamb that actually is expelled from inside of you really goes through a lot of impact. The um, environmental issues, the microbial things that the lamb is actually exposed to immediately after birthing is like extreme. And of course, they have a very small surface area to their weight. So once exposed to that environment, they lose heat really, really quickly and require a big rapid boost of energy. And that is essential to their thermoregulation. And that is crucial to their survival, particularly if you add in any environmental elements around weather. Cold, wet, windy, and we know that cold, wet, windy for our lambs is a like a trifecta. Yeah, if it's perhaps cold, it's okay. <laughs> um, if it's wet, it's kind of okay. But cold, wet, and windy really, really added stressors for our particular uh, lambs. And again, we want to really try and uh, and avoid that. Colostrum is key. It is vital. It is vital to help with our uh, thermoregulation. It is very energy dense, lots of fats, lots of those proteins. And these things really, really help to generate heat in our little lamb's body. Ideally, they should get between 150 and 290 milliliters of colostrum within the first 24 hours. And ideally, 50 mils in that first 30 minutes. That's what they're, we're, we're aiming for. And the timing is really, really crucial. Remember that sort of gastrointestinal elements and for their internal development of their intestines, their immune function and the thermoregulatory needs, colostrum timing is absolutely crucial. They are very, very vulnerable to infection. They've got a really naive kind of vulnerable immune system and colostrum because it's rich in all of the immunoglobulins. Our lambs lining of their intestine can absorb these immunoglobulins and they pass through the gut lining into the lamb's lymphatic system where then they go into the lamb's circulation and that helps to provide that passive immunity. This absorption through the lining has, again, a short window, four to six hours with after birth, and then 24 hours, it declines rapidly. Like literally, they will not be able to absorb the um, colostrum if, we, if, it's, if it's longer time. So they really need it in those first couple of hours. So obviously, without this, there, the alarms system may potentially be compromised for the rest of their life. And what we find is that they become much more vulnerable to infections if they don't actually get this or if they don't get enough within the first 24 hours. And of course, to help with this development of colostrum, the 
you and the you's nutrition is paramount. And particularly the concentration rises, the concentration of those immunoglobulisms actually rises within about one week before lambing. So that's when that you is actually building up the richness in the colostrum. And their nutrition is crucial to that. So this is where we're really wanting to help that you get ready to be able to deal with producing the colostrum. That's essential for the lamb and, of course, birthing the lamb. And, of course, here we have lots of impacts, particularly if your you is underweight, overweight, or if your you is twin-bearing. Those are some of the things that are really, really crucial. Glucose, of course, plays a major role in the quantity of milk being produced. So any issues with things like pregnancy toxemia, any metabolic issues, where they are really suffering. This is going to impact not just their ability to birth, but their ability to produce colostrum and their ability to actually produce quantity of milk as well. That's quite interesting. You know, think about if you've had issues with milk being slow to drop, is there sort of very mild symptoms potentially of pregnancy toxemia in that particular you that we need to be aware of? Particularly underweight ewes produce lower volumes of more viscous colostrum, which it's more so it's thicker. And unfortunately, that means the poor lamb has to suck harder because you can imagine this colostrum is quite thick. So it's not flowing like normal milk for the first couple of hours. And of course, it means lower volume, more frequent sucking, and more longer sucking, which means more energy that that poor little lamb has to expel to be able to get what they need. And fat ewes, on the other hand, produce good milk quantity. However, the concentration of these immunoglobulisms can be actually reduced. So both of the problems really can impact obesity, skinniness, can impact our lamb's health, our lamb's mortality, and of course, can impact on the colostrum production, which is going to impact on the lamb's actually well-being for the first couple of days, but potentially even for the rest of their life. So this is where, if we want to actually increase colostrum yields, unfortunately, the answer is grain, unfortunately. Particularly if we look at um, grains like corn, barley, oats. Particularly, it seems that corn impacts colostrum much better. This is a piece of research conducted by, by um, a researcher called Banchero, 2015. Uh, and this piece of research is colostrum production in use, particularly looking at the energy level. And they found that any additional protein helps, but starch, particularly corn, helps. There you go. So who knew? Glucose really, really helps. So if you are going to feed corn or or grain, maize, barley, oats, those are some of the things can, that can really, really help um, there. Um, protein helps too, but too much protein can negatively impact our colostrum production by actually impacting the uptake of sugar. So we've got to balance that 
as well. So of course, we've got this glucose, we've got these globulins, and these two things vital to the colostrum to be, play a role in that, uh, in that lamb survival. Within the um, colostrum, there are also antimicrobials. And is to fight any of the foreign bodies, pathogens that might be floating around in the environment, any viral, fungal, bacterial, anything like that. And the vitamins and minerals that are present in the colostrum help with things like nerve, muscle growth, development, functioning, all of these things. And of course, the first colostrum has the highest concentration of all of these things. The better balance the diet of the U, better she'll be able to actually produce these vitamins and minerals, the better the health of that particular lamb is actually going to be. Things that can also, other little things that can help here are making sure that there's enough selenium and zinc in the diet of the ewe to help them produce the colostrum yield and the concentration that we're actually wanting as well. But again, too much, like a lot of things with sheep, is not good either. So we're trying to get that sort of perfect blend as well. Other things can impact colostrum production are different sheep breeds. Obviously, when you have sheep breeds like the East Frisians, which are, for example, a really voluminous milk breed, then you may also find that they produce more colostrum. I'm not sure what the concentration is, but again, some of that might go down to the environment. But some breeds will differ, will differ age of the ewe, for example, how many lambs, what time of year, the body condition score. These are things that impact the production of colostrum as well. Of course, a lot of these things we can control, better managing our use, optimizing our colostrum production, reducing our uh, particularly any metabolic issues that we might have in those particular use. So watching for things like pregnancy, toxemia, all these sorts of things can, of course, really, really help our use perform. And the better they perform, the better that, that um, particular lamb will actually perform. I mentioned that also the colostrum has a, has a laxative effect. So what happens is that encourages the colostrum, encourages the lamb to pass the meconium. Yeah. So from that point of view, that sort of first stool that that lamb produces, that first manure that that lamb produces. Often it's quite dark. So when it's dark, it's because it's got the dead red blood cells in there um, because that's a waste product. So it clears out any of that excess from the, uh, from the body. Colostrum does, it, it passes on any resistance to disease like our typical clostridial diseases. So tetanus, for example, definitely pulpy kidney. These are crucial for our lamb. So our five-in-one, we've injected our ewe with a five-in-one a month before lambing. The lamb gets colostrum from that particular ewe. The lamb then receives at least some immunity from that colostrum to those diseases that are in the environment that are bacterial. So this is the microbial effect that we were talking about earlier on. So colostrum, absolutely crucial. So what do you do in your sheep enterprise to help with that? Well, 
have on hand something that would represent colostrum. Here are some options. You can purchase powdered bovine colostrum from an ag store that you would feed a calf, for example. And particularly a lot of bovine colostrum is very, very beneficial. It contains lots of really good stuff like we've been talking about that is going to really, really benefit, particularly, of course, it's coming from a ruminant, so it's going to benefit other ruminants as well. So it's really going to help our, particularly for the range of those immunoglobulins that we've been talking about, that's going to be passed on to that particular lamb. So if you can get your hands on some cow colostrum from a local dairy, freeze it. Here's a tip. Don't freeze it in glass. It will crack. You can freeze it in a plastic bottle, like an old milk bottle or something like that. Um, I find that's really good, actually. Or a uh, you can use it in a bag. Sometimes I find the bags are hard because when you defrost them, perhaps if you if you have to defrost them in a hurry, the bag will split and then the colostrum will get sort of compromised with water, so it'll get watered down. I do find that if you can have old plastic bottles and put the colostrum in them, then that really helps. It's harder to store though. Just bear that in mind. Nice flat plastic bags store really flat and really well. And if you can make them really thin, they will defrost very, very quickly. And if you're not putting it in water, which to be honest, isn't ideal because you don't want to heat up that colostrum. Heat and colostrum don't really mix. Don't microwave it ever. Don't heat it in a saucepan ever because you're going to kill a lot of the live microbials uh, that are really going to be useful for that particular lamb. So if you can defrost it at room temperature. I know that's not easy because if we've got like half an hour or a couple of hours to get it into that particular lamb, you might want to do it really quickly, which is why, again, the thin plastic bags are really good or failing that plastic bottles and perhaps just heat them up slowly just in warm water but be again be very conscious of how you are defrosting that sometimes what i do is if i have uh, one lamb that i need it i'll defrost a lot because if i have one lamb i'm probably going to have more another option is and this is expensive but it's very very convenient is to buy that powdered colostrum. Now, there is a variety of different products on the market. There's definitely one that's like you can buy that's cheaper for calves. There's also a um, one that you can use for kangaroos and things like that. Not that you're going to have any kangaroos if you're listening from the US, but if you, if you do perhaps look after other small mammals, then, or in this case, marsupials, then this is a particular product that can be used. But it is very expensive, but it's very, very good. It's very concentrated and, of course, perfect for what we're looking for. And it's very, very stable. So basically, within five minutes, you can mix up a batch of fresh colostrum from the powder. So what I do is I have the powder on hand, and if I have some colostrum from a local dairy, I'll have that on hand too. Feed the powder first defrost the colostrum that from the dairy. And then when that's naturally defrosted room temperature, which of course, in winter in Australia, is not all that easy to defrost. And I'm sure with you, for a lot of you, perhaps 
in very cold areas in winter when you're lambing. Again, not that easy to defrost very, very quickly. But if you have the powder on hand, you've got that, use that first, and then you can go and move into using the actual colostrum from the bovine or from the cow, from the dairy. Of course, the other thing you can do is milk your ewe if you're that way inclined. Pros and cons, of course. It could be really good to help that you expel that colostrum. There's nothing going to be like the mother's milk. So if you can do that, that would be great too. But generally, that's going to take you more than half an hour to get the 50 to perhaps 300 mils that you need to get to be able to help that particular lamb in the first few hours of life. No quick fixes, unfortunately, when it comes to our colostrum, just like everything else. A bit of preparation, a bit of planning, and a bit of patience all will help us to be able to help lambs with colostrum whenever they need it most. Good luck sourcing, storing, and feeding colostrum to your lambs if you need it, if you need to intervene. Let's hope it's few and far between. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Sheep Show podcast. Please take a moment to rate and review this podcast on your preferred podcast app. Each rating and review helps us reach listeners just like you and help them also grow in their shepherding confidence. And let me know how your sheep journey is going. Contact me via Instagram at Holston Valley Farm or via email jill at Holston Valley Farm dot com dot au and until next time sheep well